This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Ontario Disability Employment Network's annual Rethinking Disability Conference wrapped up last week. You heard lots of interviews with Alex Smythe. He had a chance to meet up with a few of the presenters right here from the beautiful confines of Studio 7 while they were down at the event centre itself in the GTA. And there's one more interview for Alex to share with you. Hello again, Alex. Hello again, Dave. So, Alex, what do you have on deck today? Yeah, so this is the final interview from the series that we did from the Odin Rethinking uh, Disability Conference. So this interview is with Jesse Preston, who is an employment specialist with Epilepsy Toronto. And so his uh, kind of topic and conversation at the conference was surrounding artificial uh, intelligence and the employment sector, specifically how it relates to the disability experience and disability employment. All right, let's dive right into it. Alex's discussion with Jesse Preston from Epilepsy Toronto. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not too bad. So, Jesse, your conversation focuses in on AI. Why is it important to have all these conversations now? Well, as technology continues to evolve and, and there are more and more capabilities, um, at least us at Epilepsy Toronto want to make sure that we keep up with all the changes and support our job seekers to the best of our ability. Also, there's you know other elements to that conversation that happen all the time, things like ethics, uh, usability, and how these things can um, better job seekers in general. Are, are the fears around AI job replacements overstated at all? Or is the fact that the disability community is concerned about it based on the fact that oftentimes the, the jobs that are being offered to the community are either entry level or considered low skill work? So I think one of the things to remember when it comes to technology, even 20 years ago, they said that uh, tellers were gonna become obsolete because of bank machines. Uh, 10 years ago, they said pharmacy techs were going to get replaced by these dispensary machines. And even last year, they talked about cashiers, you know, being replaced completely by self-scanners. Now we're seeing companies put back in cashiers because it, it doesn't quite serve the needs of the business. So even though the tech, there's great advances in technology, it's how companies use it and use it to their greatest advantage is where we should be keeping our particular eye at. So not necessarily because people say that it's going to eliminate jobs. It, it doesn't necessarily will occur in that fashion. What I'll also say is uh, even when it comes to college and university, there was a study put out by the University of Manitoba. They had a bunch of their nursing students use ChatGDPT as part of one of their assignments. And even with the technology, they still needed to do a lot of work to actually get the assignment done. So it doesn't necessarily deliver as much as people hype it up. It certainly has a lot of power, and it's a great tool for sure. But it's not going to necessarily uh, 
eliminate jobs or eliminate low-level jobs, as they're as they're saying. There might be greater opportunities for training, greater opportunities for use of the technology, and it's certainly going to make some of those jobs easier, but it's not going to eliminate them. And so for yourself, you, you work with Epilepsy Toronto. So how are you ensuring that folks with disabilities are, are being uh, kind of kept pace with AI and as this technology continues to move forward as a lightning pace, how are you ensuring that folks with disabilities are being able to stay connected with it and not get left behind? So one of the things that we did um, pretty much as the pandemic was unfolding, one of the things we we noted uh, from history is that right after pandemics, there's usually an explosion of innovation. So we knew that technology would start progressing at a lightning lightning fast pace after, after the pandemic. So one of the things that we started doing was be on the hunt for technology tutorials. Uh, anytime a job seeker said, hey, I'm looking for a job, we'll look through a job posting, we found technology, we'd immediately try to find tutorials for it. We'd try to find certifications for it. We would, uh, we joined uh, first work as part of their LinkedIn learning project. And we specifically made sure that job seekers would have things like credentials and stuff. If they didn't have the training, we would get the training for them immediately. What do you see as the relationship between AI and disability, especially in the context of employment going forward? So definitely, in I think when it comes to disability in general and its relationship with AI, I definitely see it as being very collaborative. AI is definitely going to help uh, people with disabilities in the sense that it's going to allow uh, more of the creative elements that are associated with disabilities to be used on a much more broader scale and, and in a scale much, much faster than previously before. I think with the right amount of training and certainly the creativity of persons with disabilities, I think that it could really move the needle in some areas. And, and do you foresee AI, as you're kind of elaborating on your point, how can like AI be used really as a, as a tool to uh, really assist folks with disabilities to, to really make it that they're more successful in, in the work that they are doing? So I'll give you uh, some some case examples um, of even that I've used. Um, uh, recently, we had the opportunity to potentially um, do a business plan for for a specific project that we were thinking of doing. And in previous years, we wouldn't have had the ability to even work on that. We probably would have let just the opportunity go because we didn't have time to really sort of work it out. But because we had AI, we were able to, uh, you know, say, uh, I need a business plan. Uh, this is what I want in it. This is what I don't want in it. Can you just create for me a general business plan? And it would it would create a template of a, of a business plan with those particular items on it. And I'd go, okay, here's four or five changes, fire it off to my boss. You know, that was that was pretty good. And I would have probably taken a lot longer to do that. So I definitely see it as helping the business side of it in terms of, of uh, other areas that that could help out with is, say a person, you know, they know what they want to say, but they're not quite sure on how to say it well. ChatGPT can create different um, ways of saying it, different phrases, different ways of wording it. So you can get it to write at particular tones. So someone who might not be aware of how they're coming across, you know, they could use ChatGPT to 
create texts that have different tones and such. And that's just that's just some of the things that it can do on top of the obvious cases of you know writing letters and cover letters and doing research and creating templates. And so, uh, Jesse, where can folks go to learn more about the work that you and your team are doing? Well, definitely they can go to uh, our, our website, uh, epilepsytoronto.org, uh, and they can connect with our team that way. And um, definitely we've, we've got some other online resources, but yeah, we're, we're open to sharing. Perfect. Jesse, thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. That's Jesse Preston, an employment specialist with Epilepsy Toronto. Just like Jesse said, if you want to learn more about the work they do, epilepsytoronto.org. Alex, Odin's conference has come and gone, but they're doing work all year round, including their podcast. You can't spell inclusion without a D. What's on deck for their podcast? Yeah, so as part of wrapping up uh, this whole event, they released a two-part uh, podcast series focusing on disability coverage in media or, or disability in media. So uh, the first one actually went live November 7th, and it, it featured a really in-depth conversation with someone we know very well, Dave, John Lepke. He even talked about uh, his work and role with uh, Now with Dave Brown Ooh. on that conversation. So getting a bit of a, a plug on that one. And the second part of that podcast, the second part in that series was that is actually being released today, and that's focused on disability representation in film, television, modeling and they, they feature a few different people uh, from uh, within that space so uh, there's someone who's on the CBC series push is involved with it uh, Natasha Jerko uh, there's Katie McMillan who is a talent agent who represents uh, disability uh, uh, connected actors and, and models and then also uh, George Al uh, Alva Zeros, who is a wheelchair user and actor who is in Hudson and Rex, so people may may know uh, him from, from oh. that as well. So, so getting a, a variety of experiences within more the acting and modeling space uh, while still having that intersection with disability. Some familiar voices and some familiar topics, no doubt about that one. So the Odin's podcast, You Can't Spell Inclusion Without a D, is available on Podbean. And uh, you can learn more about the work that the Ontario Disability Employment Network does at odenetwork.com. That's odenetwork.com. Alex, thank you for this. Talk to you in a couple minutes. Sounds good, Dave. Coming up next, there has been a salmonella outbreak in raw pet food. Lawrence Gunther will provide more details on the story. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.